Welcome everyone to the Road by Road Garden Show, the best dead gum gardening show on the radio and the internet as well. Glad to have you this evening. We got Mama Hoss in the house. Woo, what's up, Mama Hoss? Nothing much. Chops and bits gone. Chops and bits are gone. It's got a little cooler. Yep, got a little cooler. Chops and bit went to camp um, yesterday. Well, earlier in the week. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and. Um, Glad to see them go. I was getting a little aggravated with chops and bit. It was time for them to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, need a bigger pen. Need a bigger pen. We got a great show this evening. We're going to be talking about container gardening. We're going to be doing the do's and the don'ts, giving you some insight on what you should do when it comes to container gardening. Because believe it or not, a lot of people out there container garden, even you people like me that do in-ground gardening, also do container gardening. So we got a lot of great information coming up about that. Back to chops and bit. The guy at the um, processing plant gave me some insight there that I didn't know. The chops and bits were coonie coon pigs. For you people out there, it's kind of interesting. If not, bear with me a minute. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was good information there. He said that those type of pigs make really good sausage, but for bacon and his favorite tasting meat, he preferred the Duroc breed. So we're not gonna have any bacon. We're not going to have bacon. Aww. We're going to have mostly sausage. But the Duroc, when he said that, it spurred back a memory in my mind 40 years ago because Duroc breed was very popular back here when I was a young man. 16. 16-ish. Back then, there was hog farms everywhere, and Duroc breed was kind of a faddish thing to come in here, and everybody loved them for a while, and then they kind of rotated out, and you didn't hear anything about them for years. When he said that, it was interesting. And I remembered that you and I purchased some pork from uh, down in Hay yeah. Georgia that were half Duroc, half Berkshire that was all yeah, really good bacon. Chain. So we may try that breed next or a crosshair next and see which we like the best, which suits us the best. I just thought that was interesting. Hadn't heard Duroc breed in a long time, so if you're not familiar with them. They're the red? They're red hogs, but it's very lean meat. It's a different profile or flavor profile. If you're not familiar with the Duroc breed, hey, Google them, look them up if you're interested in, in pork. But anyway, thought that was interesting. Good info there. Yep. All right, so let's talk about the, the Three River Challenge. You know what? We got a lot of response from that last week. Yeah. And then I realized it's all over the internet. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize how big it was either when I saw Becky do it and I thought about doing it. But we've done really good this week. We even went camping and I was able to take stuff from our garden and snacks, cauliflower, broccoli, carrots. Done really well. Hadn't got to the organization part yet, but we've been eating out of the garden. Freezer. Now, for those that don't know, just give them a quick update on what it is. The Three Rivers Challenge is you try to eat out of your pantry, freezer, garden, and not go to the grocery store for the months of January and February, which I'm just trying in a couple weeks. I think I'll do January fine. Um, the rules are, there are no rules. You set the rules for your family. Like, I do have to make some exceptions for your parents. Um, but you just try to be a good steward of what you have and not be wasteful and utilize what you already have in your house. Mm -hmm. Good deal. Yeah, and this evidently very popular out there, and which is a good thing. We mm -hmm. all need to take a little inventory of nine of our food. And you know what? We fall in that thing over and over again of not eating up what we got. I mean, we have been guilty by sausage when we got sausage in mm -hmm. the freezer before. And we haven't been out to eat in how long? A long time. 
you know, this junk has jumped back up and got kind of uh, rampant again. And us staying at home eating has kind of worked in our benefit mm -hmm. a little bit, don't you think? Yeah, I yeah. do. Uh, you've been busy in the kitchen. Yeah. I know this is going to look kind of funky here, but I was all that cauliflower. And Every, I, everybody's got plenty of cauliflower. I came across a recipe to ferment it, and I kind of acquired a taste for this fermentation of vegetables. So this was some of the graffiti, the purple cauliflower, so it's turned it kind of purple, and carrots. And in this one, I put um, ginger, garlic, celery seed. Mm -hmm. And there's a video out there that should have aired Tuesday night that shows me actually doing this. So I want you to taste it and see what you think. So how long has that been fermenting? Um, Seven days. Seven days. So it's pretty quick for everybody that's got all that in the garden. This is an ideal way mm -hmm. to to uh, keep some up from later. Now you see there. This is the purple. That's kind of uh, diluted. I did this put color some white. In yeah, there's too. the white there. I see that. It's got a little purplish in it now. Textures are really good. That is good. <clears throat> different, but good. That would be good on a salad. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the uh, chef life? You put it in the fridge. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> How long would it last in the fridge? Mm -hmm. Four to six months. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. So I'm going to try to carry it. So you sliced carrots up mm -hmm. long ways. Yeah, the ones I did a couple weeks ago, I only did the salt. Um, this has garlic, ginger. You can taste that ginger a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the celery seed. I think I like this better. Yeah, that's good. Very good for you. It's yeah. good probiotics in there. Not only good to you, but... Good for you. Mm -hmm. okay. I could eat that whole bowl full. Mm -hmm. Folks, we got some new seeds. We're going to do our new seeds that we got for the week here. And I'm going to talk about the state of the seed industry in just a minute. I'll hold them up while you talk about them. I got... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, the first one is Arkansas Traveler Tomato. Yep. Now, this is an indeterminate variety developed by the University of Arkansas. It was released back in the 70s. It's drought and heat tolerant, pink. It's a medium-sized fruit. I mean, it's a larger tomato, but it's called a medium-sized fruit with a mild, sweet flavor. 80 days to maturity, but a good indeterminate variety. For you people maybe out west and want to try one, that'd be a good one right there. It's a new one to us, but it's not a new variety by, by any means. But it has a lot of name recognition. A lot of people have grown that one over the years. Next one is a mingle mixed tomato. And this is a hybrid indeterminate grape tomato that comes in different colors. It comes in gold, red, yellow, and chocolate colors. It produces like a one-ounce crack-resistant fruit with a sweet flavor that is great candidate for uh, sauces, canning, snacks, and salads. Uh, 65 to 70 days maturity. That would be one that would be if you're just going to grow one grape tomato. And what size? A grape tomato. Yeah, that would be a good. One and here. this comes in ten pack, ten seeds, and fifty seeds. I packs. believe you're right. Yeah, I've been pulling them this morning. Have you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. This one's one I'm really excited about right here. Chiba Green Organic Edamame. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that right? Edamame. Yeah. Some folks 
In case you didn't know, this is an edible soybean right here. And we grew this probably seven, eight years ago. We grew us a crop of them. And I don't know why we haven't grown them since, but we're going to grow this. We, we sourced these out of North Carolina. We was excited to get our hands on them because they're not easy to get. And uh, this is an organic seed. And what you do is you plant these things and you pick them whole and you can boil these things, then you shell them and eat them as a snack. Now you can eat them as a meal, but most people eat them as a snack. Now you're talking about a good, healthy snack. Mm. These things are delicious. So, and they're very good for you. Yeah, edamame. It's, we'll, we'll throw that name up there on the uh, screen in case you're not familiar with them. You should be, that was a good one there. I think everybody should grow this. Mm. They're easy to grow and makes a heck of a good snack. All right, we got some lettuces red dragon lettuce here. So you and I actually grew this in the greenhouse probably about three weeks ago. It's a nice lettuce. It's an oak leaf, which, is, you know, what I mean by that I is... I think we showed it on the show. We did. The leaf resembles the oak leaf. It's an heirloom variety. It's got that beautiful dark red burgundy color. Deeply lobed uh, leaves that are green at the base. It's known for its nutty, sweet, mellow flavor. It's a popular choice for, for home gardeners and commercial guys. It's a good one. They 45 days to maturity. Okay. Next one's red tide lettuce, which is not an oak leaf variety. Red tide is a, has a deep brick red leaf margins. It's a darker red lettuce. It has large heads and they're great producer and have a soft, buttery texture. It's a good one too, 45 days to maturity. And the next one is green tiger. Now green tiger's an oak leaf. Well, green tiger and red dragon would be a good combination mm -hmm. to put together. Green tiger is an oak leaf lettuce. It's open pollinated variety. It has a spring crisp lettuce type with uh, the classic green oak leaf shape there. Mm -hmm. And these would be great in containers. Oh yeah, it would be, that we're gonna talk about today. Mm -hmm. So look, find look. those under the tab new for 2022. Yep. They're not necessarily new seeds, but they're new for the website. Yep. All right, a little update on the seed situation. Uh, I'm not going to go real deep into criticizing people, but I will say this right here. Mm -hmm. Be careful about listening to people, particularly YouTubers on the internet, trying to give you advice on seeds that don't really know what they're talking about. And I can tell you this right here, and I'm not, I'm not telling you all this to scare you or to create uh, anxiety, whatever. I'm just trying to give you an updated seed supply update, I guess, for the best way to put it. We have meetings almost daily on this subject here, so it changes a lot. But I can tell you the situation as of right now, we're seeing a little tightening in supplies of bulk seeds. And I'm going to explain by what I mean by that. Seeds that are packed, that you buy in small quantities like squash, cucumbers, tomatoes, things like that, that you normally get 50 seeds of, and that's enough for the, the average gardener. It seems like those seeds are in pretty good supply still at the moment. We're seeing a little bit of shortage on things that you would normally buy in bulk, like corn and beans and things like that, that the average gardener would buy one to five pounds of, you know, mm -hmm. like plant a good many snap beans. That's where we're seeing some tightening there. So this is what I would encourage you to do. If you have normally waited to make one big seed order, probably go ahead and end up making you three or four smaller orders and go ahead and maybe go in there and get some of the things that you know you want. 
but don't stress out if you can't get everything. Wait a few weeks and then come back and check. Sign up for our newsletter. We're still getting seeds in. We're still getting a lot of bean seed. We still got a lot of corn seed, peanut seed. Our wind peanut seed won't come in for another month, six weeks. Still got a lot coming in, but you may want to go ahead and, if you got a favorite variety, go ahead and snag it up if it's in stock and get that out of the way and just plan on making two or three different orders there, I think. And if it's out of stock, sign up for the email notification of when we put it back in stock. Yeah. And then we also have a new feature where it will suggest a another replacement variety. or another variety, similar variety yep. of what we're out. Yep. We are seeing, the biggest thing I'm seeing at the moment here, I talked to Cameron about this, we're seeing a little bit of a beans. Seems to be a little bit of tightening on that. Mm -hmm. uh, we anticipate corn's gonna be a little tighter too, but just give y'all an update what's going on there. All right, so let's talk about the main segment, container garden. Man, you know, I, this is one thing, and I grow a big garden, but I always catch myself every year, especially with some of these new varieties, I will do a little small, I got where I do some container garden. greenhouse, yeah. you do. Yeah, and you do a lot of it. I it's really been it. more your thing than has mm -hmm. been mine. Yeah, and I started out with just flowers, but then the last couple of years I've moved my herbs, peppers, those little birdie tomatoes, so it's very convenient. Yeah, it's an ideal situation for you people out there that don't have a lot of room or you've got those poor soil conditions. Maybe you've got those hard clays, or if you're just a beginner gardener, it's a Excellent way to start to get your feet wet and to learn, you know, yeah. how to garden. So yeah, windowsills, patios, back porches, um, small areas. It's um, portable. You can bring it in if it gets too mm -hmm. cold. Another thing too, having those gardens, if you can have it close to your kitchen, yes. especially herbs and stuff, you're a lot more prone to go out there and harvest it and use it in the kitchen if it's as close by to you getting. So the containers all lend themselves well to all those situations right there. Maybe one reason you would want to container garden. But we're gonna kind of dig in here and give you some do's and don'ts and maybe some ideas or suggestions on how to garden. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about, the first thing let's talk about is container drainage. You gotta have drainage with the average container. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've made that mistake. Yeah, I thought the holes had been punched out or they had holes and then it just held all that water or the plant died, had to redo it. Water log, they're not mm. going to make it. So you got to make sure these holes down in the bottom of the pot, whether you have to, if, the, if you buy them and they're not there, drill you some in. If you happen to get too big a holes down there, you can always put some large rocks down there or. Or if you're filling it, and uh, you don't want your dirt to go through there before you get it good and wet, put you some uh, paper towels, newspaper, because that's going to decompose. Yeah. And also the sizes. Um, I've been, I do have a couple at the house with some ferns in it that are too big to move. So How well I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have to, like tonight, it's going to be below freezing, so I'm, I'll just leave it where it is and cover it up with a sheet. Mm -hmm. And then some of my hibiscus and my fruit trees, um, you had to move those for me last week. Mm -hmm. Kind of a job. It is, they're huge. So and think about that, you know, and um, when you're picking out a container, think about where you're going to put it. Is it something you're going to have to move? How easy is that going to be? And you want to fill it where you're going to put it. Yeah. 
Uh, now this is a touchy subject right here. Let's talk about different types of containers and container materials that they're made out of. Mm -hmm. Because they've been more than one little spat down at our yeah. place down there on this right here. This is, everybody's got their little pet peeves. Now this is one of mine right here. And I can't tell you how many times we've had to have, sit down and have a serious conversation because it's Saturday afternoon and she just come in from the garden center from Walmart and she has some containers that I'm not real proud of. Yeah, and this happens. I didn't do it last year. You're doing better. I'm doing better. But summer and springtime, they put out all those pretty colors, just gorgeous colors. It's so pretty around the pool. And the fall too, the fall colors. And um, Made of the cheap plastic. Just jumps that, in my buggy. That I know is going to last, that she paid good money for. And I know it's going to last for about six weeks. They usually last one season. Drives me nuts. You know, I don't have a problem buying you buying your pots. That's fine. Just my thing is get good quality pots that's going to last. Mm -hmm. Buying those cheap plastic pots is a... I know. It really gets underneath my skin there. You're doing better there. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the different So the types. clay or the terracotta, I've got some of those and they've held up really well. In the colder climates, they can tend to um, crack and break with the mm -hmm. really cold weather. Um, they don't hold moisture as well either. So, yep. You know, to me, the terracotta is probably the most attractive mm -hmm. as most of the pots. Most of them look really nice. They are, do really good. It's one of my favorite ones. The only problem is they can bust if they get, right. you have to move them around or something, hits them and everything. It can be a little on the brittle side, but they're I really, heavy. They're heavy, heavy, but I really like the terracotta. They look good. Uh, concrete. I've got one or two of those. Mm. Now you I really? tend, I have been better. I put my rosemary, my things that I don't have to move. We're talking protect. about cast concrete. You can see these, especially it's more the upscale garden centers. These bad boys normally are heavy. Yeah. I do like them, but I don't have but a couple of those. They won't blow over very much. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do okay. I like the terracotta better. Um, here we have the plastic and the fiberglass. Now, some of the fiberglass pots seem to be a little better quality than those old cheap, pretty plastic. plastic ones. Yeah. They can become brittle with age, and uh, like I said, they normally don't last very long at all. Yeah. Pretty, and they jump in your buggy, but back <laughs> off from that. Right. Wood. Mm -hmm. I've got a few wood ones, some yep. old whiskey barrels. Yeah, you see those lot, the whiskey barrel ones, and those do pretty good. Yeah. They don't last as long. No. Um, they hold their water pretty good, though. Yeah. And then we have the root pouch, which is new to us this year, and I've got a bunch of those going down the house, and I really like those. Mm -hmm. They, um, seem to hold their water real well, they drain real well, um, hadn't had any problems. One of the things with them is, and I didn't realize this till later on after I grew a couple crops on them, is their carbon dioxide oxygen, in other words, the, the root system can breathe. So therefore, to me, it seems like they grow better in those pouches because okay. they have more air intake or carbon dioxide exchange there with that. Also. Even the sides, if they get too much moisture, the sides, the moisture will wick, wick out of that. So, yeah. And talking about size, that's another thing you really need to pay attention to. Whatever type of plant you're going to put in that container, you need to think about the roots on it and is it going to accommodate it or 
because I have had that problem. You have had that problem yeah. before, but you're doing better. Yeah. That's the whole thesis here. You're doing better. Um, it's a learning process. Yeah, you have containers, some container issues there. We get past some of it. You you normally do a lot better than I do if we can just get past a couple of those, the, the cheap pots things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working through those. You're I'm not going to get the, rid of them until they split. But you're not going to do it again. I can't say that. <laughs> you're not going to try. I hope I'm not home when you bring them home. Just how about that? Well, see, you usually have to drill the holes in them. And I that's know. where if, mm -hmm. I need to learn how to use a drill yeah, and right, do my yeah. own. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even know you had them if you did do all that. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about the different types of root pouches. Then we're going to kind of go into... How to prepare yourself. Well, that, but we're going to give tips on that, but also what you should plant in containers and maybe what you're not. What's container friendly? So this first one here is a pretty good size. What size is this? This is a five gallon. Yeah. We now, got them smaller than this. Now I've got in this one, and we'll throw up some pictures, I've got some Snapdragons and Calendula. Calendula. Is that how you say That's it? That's good enough for That's me. That's how you say it. In these, and they have done really well. Now, I would say they tend to dry out a little bit more so than the bigger ones. Mm -hmm. But um, this is a good, and I've even got them sitting up on a plant stand, and they have not blown over or right. anything. We had some pretty strong winds a couple of weeks ago. We did. But this is really good for your little flowers. And yep. this would be good for the little birdie tomatoes, too. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Yep. That's right. a good size there. The next size is the uh, 15 gallon. Yeah. Now I've got. We're getting bigger and bigger. Some garlic in this one. See if we can show anybody how big that is. Yep. So you got your garlic in this one. How about your onions? Now my bunch of onions are in the next one. Okay. But yeah, I've got garlic in this one. Cool. I think I may have some um, snapdragons in that one too. And then we got the mega. But this is the one that we posted a picture a couple weeks ago about doing some potatoes in. Mm -hmm. The 15 gallon. Now this is not our biggest one. But this is a big one. Yeah, this is the 45. Now in this one, I have some spinach that's done really well. And this is what I have the warrior bunch of onions mm -hmm. in. Yep. I really like this size because I like the handles mm -hmm. and I can move it around. Right. You know, that's one good thing about these, and, and even pots too. Most of your pots will nest in one another. So after the season, with container garden, you can move your pots out of the way. Mm -hmm. You know, and with these root pouches, you can move them out of the way, store them till springtime. They don't take up a lot of room. Right. You can dump the dirt back in your compost bin. Right. Now, one thing you need to do is make sure you use a good mix. And you need to use a mix that has some peat in it. It's okay, it has some bark in it, but it didn't have a lot of bark in it. And I would stay away from the cheaper big box store mixes. Now the box store sells some decent pot mixes, but make sure that you get probably a name brand. A lot of those have the pH already adjusted in there because those pine bark mixes, if you got a lot of pine barks in there, will lower the pH. So you wanna make sure you get one that's kind of being adjusted there. And a lot of your name brands do, so. That's a good tip on that right there. Let's talk. And, and also when you're putting that mix in there, it's a good time to put some of that organic fertilizer mm -hmm. in there, mix it, incorporate it in. So. Yeah, if you'll take that complete organic fertilizer, incorporate it into your pot and soil, pre-plant before you plant it, maybe a few days before you plant, if nothing else, do it right when you plant, man, you're gonna give them plants a good head start. And then all you gotta do after that is about every week or 10 days, put Dr. Joe's yeah, that's in, all I've used this year. in your watering can mm -hmm. and pew, 
fertilizer. Mm -hmm. It's simple as that. Easy. All right, now let's go over some plants that you would consider growing in containers. Uh, and I know we're probably going to get a little slack on this because there's probably going to be some that you could grow in there. But what we're going to do is make a list that these particular plants do really well in containers. Really crunchy. It is crunchy, isn't it? Uh, the first one is peppers. Now we have a series called Delight Peppers that we've added this year that is ideal for growing in containers. You know, most of the time, how many jalapeno peppers do you need? You really don't need many. And that's the reason peppers are so good for growing in containers because you don't need but two or three plants. Right. I mean, you and can- they have to support those. Yeah, a jalapenos. little bit. You could put a small, you know, a little stick in there, mm. or a yeah. little small cage in there to support them a little bit. You know, you could grow, you want a hot pepper, one sweet pepper. Banana and pepper. Banana pepper, and you pretty much have what you want. Uh, the next one was dwarf tomatoes. We got this little birdie series. If you follow us very long, you know, we're crazy about it. These are dwarf tomatoes. Do you know mine are still making them? I know. When I say dwarf tomatoes, I mean dwarf size of the plant, but also the tomatoes are, are small. Uh, we would consider these to be grape tomatoes, I guess. Uh, not That's grape tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes. Cherry, well, it's a big cherry tomato, though. Yeah, it's a big cherry tomato, but we have them in yellow, which is the yellow canary. We have them in pink, which is rosy finch, and we got them in deep, pretty red, which is the red robin. I am a huge fan of the Little Birdie series and containers. I don't think there's another, a better container tomato mm -hmm. out there than that one. Yeah, the freeze may get them tonight, but yeah. when it, did you plant those? Back in the oh spring? Oh man, way back. And they make it 45 days. Mm -hmm. They're the quickest making tomato you've ever seen. So it's a great one right there. Everybody should be growing at least one or two of those. Uh, you know, of course, beets do good in there. Mm -hmm. And you know what somebody told me the other day? They said beet greens were their favorite green. And I don't know that I've ever eaten much. I need to try that. I've got yep. some beets at the house. Beets, radishes, any of your lettuces do well in these containers. Onions. Now, if you're going to grow onions, and I know you got some multiplying onions in some of yours. If you're going to grow onions in there, I would recommend growing a bunch of onions. I think bunching onions would do better there, and you would get more bang for your buck with those than you would any type of onion. You can grow them off pretty quick. Carrots. Mm -hmm. We've seen people grow wow. carrots really well in there. Elephant garlic. Elephant garlic's a good one you could grow Mine's in there. Mine's doing well. Yep. Greens. When I say greens, that's kind of a broad spectrum there. Right. Collards, mustard, uh, any of those I've greens. I've got spinach mix. in that 45-gallon mm -hmm. one. Perfect for that right there. Um, kale. You could grow kale in there. You could grow the lost mm -hmm. kale. Any kale in there. That's true. Of course, I'm, I love the uh, lost sonata. Bush beans, I know this is getting out there a little bit, but bush beans you could grow in the bigger pots and you could have enough to have a serving, at least a serving two to three people from bush beans. Serving? Servings. A mess or servings. Here in the South, we call it a mess, M-E-S-S, -E -S, a <laughs> slang for a serving there. Uh, herbs, man, we like mm -hmm. got herbs. Herbs is perfect for this yeah. right here because you could... How much rosemary do you need? One plant. one plant. How much oregano do you need? One plant. This is perfect for that. Basil. Basil. Keep it close plants. to your garden, right, right outside. I mean, excuse me, close to your kitchen, right outside there, so you can just scoot out there in your underwear, snip you <laughs> off a little bit there. Uh, potatoes. We have a lot of people wanting to grow potatoes mm -hmm. in containers, and it's doable. 
So what I would do is use one or the bigger, the 15 gallon or the 45. And I would fill half of my container up with a good soil, plant my potatoes and then cover it up. And that will give you room to add soil as your potatoes come up. So when can, they sprout? When they sprout and start get four or five, maybe six you inches cover high, them up again? cover them up again and let them grow again. Oh, I didn't know that. Now these particular varieties that do better in containers like this than others does. I would recommend you using the German uh, butterball. Is it German butterball? Mm -hmm. That would be a good one. You want to use one of the indeterminate varieties there, but the, and that's a good roasted potato there too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, growing potatoes in there would be fun. Flowers, now you gotta be a little careful with flowers, but you can grow flowers in there. We've got a dwarf zinnia mix that does well in containers. And we have a couple of dwarf sunflowers, sun gold dwarf, and the Mardi Gras dwarf sunflower that would do great in containers. Also marigolds, mm -hmm. those um, small marigolds. And you said you had some calendula in, in mm -hmm. one too, yeah. And snapdragons. And snapdragons, yeah, we forgot about snapdragons there. Now let's talk about some plants that I would not recommend planting in containers. And I know we're probably gonna get a little slack here. I'm not saying they, didn't, they won't work there, they don't work well there. And if you're going to plant something there and spend your time and energy, you want to make sure it's going to be something that you can get the most yield off of. These I would not recommend. And it's pretty much anything that grows tall and big and wide. Roselle. Roselle. Don't plant Roselle don't plant in Roselle. there. Pole beans. I don't recommend pole beans in containers. Most of your sunflowers are going to get too big for containers. Corn. And I've seen it done before but you're not going to get much corn. It's not going to be worth your effort to grow corn in containers. Not you need enough to, space. You need to be growing corn in ground. Gourds. Gourds have those trilling vines that need room. Not going to do good in containers. Melons, same thing. You need more room. If you're going to grow melons, you need, might as well have you an in-ground garden. And that being said, you need a pretty good size in-ground garden. The least amount of melons I would plant would be a 20 by 20 plot, just melons. What about the small like icebox melons? Mm -mm, I still wouldn't. I think None? they're going to vine too much. Yep. Uh, indeterminate tomatoes. Stay away from those. Now, I've done this before, and I've trellised them and tried to make it work. It's not a good idea to grow indeterminate tomatoes in a container. Plant them in the ground and support them up because they take such a massive amount of support. Pumpkins. Don't grow pumpkins in containers squash this is a little twofold here so winter squash vines too much don't even try it you could possibly plant some summer squash in some mm -hmm. containers i would prefer to put them in ground because my summer squash just get plants get huge yes. and plus they and they're tender though. and they're tender yeah so those are the ones i would stay away from right mm -hmm. there so, what do you think That's overall good good start yep all right, so what about, have we got going on over uh, Becky's Acre Homestead? So and her name, her name is Becky, but her channel is Acre Homestead. Yeah. Um, we got a new product that she's going to be showing on her channel. And it's also, um, we have it on our site. It is a collection of seeds, it's vegetables, flowers, specifically for containers. Yeah, in case y'all don't know, go over there and check Acre Homestead out. Her name is Becky. She's in Washington, mm -hmm. which believe it or not, she's in the same zone we're in. 
and she's all about container gardening. So she's put this collection together and she's going to be doing some videos on this. We're excited to have her as, as a partner for an ambassador, a partner for us. She is a super, super nice person and she does a great job with her YouTube channel. And she has put together this collection here for container gardening. And she's going to be doing a lot of upcoming videos on that right there. How many varieties are there? They in? are 22 20? seed packets yep. in here. Yep. And it's called the Acre Homestead. Yep, curated by Becky at Acre Homestead. Yeah. Um, so there's 22 seed packets in here. Um, for $74.99, everything you need to start that. Big container garden, yeah. Yeah. So go check her out. Check this out on her website. Um, I've watched Becky a lot this week. Um, it's kind of contagious. Is it? Yeah. She does a lot of cooking, but she does a lot of just common sense things. Like this week, I'm not, I'm not going to say how long I watched her clean out her cabinets. But it was... <laughs> It was really inspirational. She's doing the pantry challenge, yeah. and part of it is to reorganize her pantry. And uh, it made me feel good that my pantry is not the only one that looks. She does bad. a lot of practical stuff. Mm -hmm. so practical stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. So go check her out. Yep. Potato pre-sales. We still got some potatoes out there, but we're selling out. We've already sold out some variations. Mm -hmm. So you make sure you get your potatoes bought up. We're in the process of trying to get them down here now. We're having to deal with a trucking shortage issue there that we're dealing with, but we're trying to get them down here from the north, so hopefully we'll have them within a, a week, I hope. Hulsh University. Hulsh University, we've got that up going. The girls have been working hard on that. Go check it out, we're real proud of it. A lot coming in the next few weeks, so uh, check it out. we got detailed instructions on there, detailed instructions on how to grow potatoes, onions, strawberries, and we've got a lot more coming. Mm -hmm. Corny joke. Corny joke, I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. What type of flower would you never put in a vase? What kind of flower would you not put in a vase? Cauliflower. Cauliflower. I should have got that. You should have got that. You should have got that. Good deal. All right, well, thank you all for joining us. You know, container garden. Think about it if you've never done it before. If you did, think about maybe the way you do it. Be productive with it. I think it's a great way for people to get into garden. Garden's got small space. It's perfect. And we got most of the supplies here to help you do that. So folks, glad you joined us this evening. Get out there and get dirty. <laughs>